QVC Quality Violent Cinema. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Episode 7 of Quality Violent Cinema. Once again, I'm your host, Ian, with your other host, Christian, and we're coming at you with an episode that we're going to call Pseudo Snuff. Pseudo Snuff films are kind of like found footage in what we mentioned before, Cinema Verite, where you know, you're know you watching somebody's everyday footage or a tape that was found. It's kind of just supposed to be... You know, this lo- almost like lost, a lost film. That yeah, says, and pseudo uh, means made out to be real, like to make it look like it's yeah. real. And we aren't going to leave out movies that also mention the topic of snuff because there's a lot of good ones too. And a lot of them have little parts where they show the snuff film and it, or it's it, thrown into the plot a little bit. Yeah, and sometimes those scenes are, can be really, really shocking, especially for mainstream audiences. So... We'll get into those two uh, towards the end. So the definition that I found online was snuff means a pornographic film that shows an actual murder of one of its performers as at the end of a sadistic act. And that's kind of true. It's become pretty loose too. Yeah, it's kind of like, and like I said, it's kind of become slang for any, any kind of killing on camera. Yeah, it's like torture, camera, snuff. Yeah, if it's torture or murder and it's on camera, people call it snuff now. Uh, there's other people, though, that, that disagree and think snuff has to be something that was filmed uh, for profit. But uh, I, th- I don't really think that that holds up anymore. But So we're just talking about the slang definition of snuff, pseudo-snuff. You know, these are movies that are containing snuff-like co- content in it. But some of them are going to be more cinematic than others. So yeah, let's start off. You got some anthologies uh, that you've seen. Yeah, there's not too many in these. I wish there were more because I think that's a cool concept. Um, so there's like Faces of Snuff. And basically these, people, these guys sign, sell out this idea of like, hey, send me um, anything and we can not have your name attached. So a lot of this ends up being like, was it real? And they did it, I think, a lot more as like a ploy um, and as a selling tactic of... Um, it might be real snuff, it might not, and we're not going to tell you if it's not or whether it is and who is real and who's not real and what they get sent. Um, so I don't think any of it's real um, at all. But then there's that one, and there's a similar kind of do it as the uh, El Gore's um, snuff tape anthology. Um, that one's kind of that. That one's a little lower budget, even though, well, even though Faces of Snuff is all low budget. It's, it's but it's it's comparable. Very much they're very similar. Uh, and then there's uh, Fred Bogle's uh, Murder Collection, Volume 1. That one's kind of like shot out to be kind of just like a collection of different murders, uh, but all kind of like, not necessarily all done into snuff, but all are kind of caught on film. So they're kind of like put into being snuff, but not are, like not all of them are like intentionally um, shot out to be like it's a snuff. Like the one with the, where the father accidentally beats the shit out of his um, son to death. It's kind of like a mixtape, but instead someone's acting it out. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's cool. It's a cool concept, I think. Yeah. Because it kind of puts an original spin on this whole genre. No. And I'm a big fan of anthologies. Um, I I think there needs to be more of them. I'm just a big... I I like shorts. And then if you can bring a bunch together as a bunch of shorts that are put into one full length, then it just gives different ideas and different viewpoints. And uh, I, I love anthologies. They're fun. And I remember, I think there was a scene from Inner Depravity that was like circling on uh, one of the download sites and everyone thought it was real. And um, it was a girl like getting shot in the head. And yeah, it's just crazy that, you know, someone was making underground films too and then, then putting that stuff out like it was real death. I mean, but, I guess you could consider mixtapes as being um, snuff anthologies. Yeah, I mean, people are profiting off of it. It's crazy. Yeah. But, it, you know, it does... It gets a little bit more intimate than that, though. It's usually like a killer with a camera and a basement, you know, where mixtapes are just like, you know, such a mixed media. Like it could be uh-huh. it could be news footage. It could be home video footage. It could be I think it's the intention that kind of makes it snuff, you know, where mm-hmm. a mixtape, the intention is 
there's no it's just a mix mix of stuff where a snuff film would be right and i'm sure there's some footage in a lot of mixtapes that have those elements for sure yeah yeah beheadings and stuff Mm -hmm. so now we're getting into maybe the uh sorry august underground that are pretty the well-known pseudo snuff and those i don't want to get too much into because like everyone knows about them and we've talked about them a lot in this show um but also you know the american guinea pig uh bouquet of guts and gore um that's a pretty common and um people know uh, about that one with stephen barrow um but that was a great one um, definitely my favorite out of the american guinea pig they all differ too because like the original guinea pig one and two the first one was kind of shot on video like on video camera uh, i almost looked like kind of like august underground where you're finding someone's vhs tapes and then the second one was you know didn't they say something about how it's like a reenactment of a snuff film that was found by the director or Mm -hmm. something like that and it's crazy because american guinea pig was actually supposed to be the prequel to guinea pig uh to flowers of flesh and blood Hmm. which i I found interesting it was supposed to be the actual snuff tape that the director found so yeah those are those are kind of the heavy hitters Uh, we love august underground and we'll probably talk about it on many episodes to come so we won't get too into the august underground and we've already talked about guinea pig and but yeah american guinea pig's great it's steven bureau that was like the first one in the series and Mm -hmm. american guinea pig bouquet of guts and gore and it's just two girls strapped to tables and being very slowly dismembered. I think the movie is like, it's like an hour, right? Yeah. But it feels longer just because of how it drags in some of the scenes. Oh yeah. It goes on forever. It's almost something that I always start on your left. <laughs> yeah. Something that, you know, you could have in the background listening to your own music. Like once you've actually sat down and watched it, you can kind of just have it on like in the background. It's almost like, you know, it could be a poster on the wall or something of just a badass, you know, murder scene. But it just goes on forever. No, special effects are good. The weight on everything is good. And I think that's a lot of things you notice on um, gore and everything. It's just the weight of everything you're working with. If it's like too light, it just it, yeah. it moves around too much. And, Rolls around. And this just felt heavy like it was a, like all the parts were real and so that was uh, yeah. i'll give it like props for sure Those special effects that. were awesome and jim van beber was an actor in it which is funny because i hadn't seen him in a long time so it was funny to see jim van beber but yeah uh that's people know a lot about that one 2014 and you know it was even i guess in mexico they thought it was real snuff again and that whole charlie sheen thing happened over again but i don't know I yeah, don't even funny. know if that's true, but you know, you can I mean, put I, anything I don't see, on the, You can put anything on the internet and tell people it's real, and some people are true that. You can put it on Wikipedia and like, hey, but it said it on Wikipedia. Yeah. I'm like, so one that I watched last night, Long Pigs. Yeah, that one's great. Yeah. You got to you got to see that too. Mm-hmm. Uh, crazy documentary style uh, mockumentary, if you want to call it that. But there's a serial killer that invites a documentary crew into his home to you know, film what he does best, which is capturing, killing, and eating. Well, you think it's just going to be prostitutes, but, you know, he's also kind of, he has to justify his kills at times. So he he kills, you know, someone that was messing with his friend, and then he... But his friends help out too, which is always weird. Like, they, they yeah, he's got, eat food with him. He's and, got two friends that kind of don't ask yeah, questions and just do whatever he says. But saying. they'll, like, you know, eat ribs, like their body parts, and claiming that he's going to start a, um, if he ever gets arrested, he's going to do a cookbook when he gets out of prison and or you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And, yeah, it, it kind of plays as a comedy. It doesn't have any, like, really jokes, but the main actor is really charismatic. He reminds me kind of of George Costanza. And, or a really fat Ted Cruz. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's the love child of Ted Cruz and George Costanza. Which makes it that much funnier when you're going through, like, oh, my God. Yeah. I knew it, Ted Cruz. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, like, it's it's really intentionally funny at times, but it's also really graphic, and, and the effects are really realistic. Like, that movie had a lot of what you were talking about with the weight to the bodies when he's chopping them up. Yeah, especially when he's hanging there like a pig. Yeah. And just, like, it looks really real. Um, They did a really good job on that whole bit. This episode was actually kind of hard to study for, and it's not because 
it's not because we don't love these types of movies. Well, it's just there's so many of them. Well, the thing is, I watched a lot of them, but they kind of blurred together because it's a lot of the similar. Um, yeah, I know. I was talk. trying to think of characters. Like I, I was thinking of characters from one movie in another one because they were like. So some of these we're just kind of kind of mention the names of just to kind of go through if you want to check them out, but we might not go into like the heavy details of them, like. Headcase is great. Um, great American snuff film was really good. I, I enjoyed that one a lot. Um, Video X I didn't get to get around to, but I really want to check out. Um, there's a lot of stuff on that. Yeah, and then, I mean, uh, we're kind of getting more into the uh, actual, like, films with snuff in them. But uh, the actual yeah. movie snuff, I've only seen the kill scene uh, at the end, which is pretty shocking for 1976 but you were already getting gore films at the time so Mm -hmm. it wasn't anything groundbreaking but i would say you know what happens is the guy you know this girl finishes up her the final scene of the movie for the day and everyone's wrapping up and one of the cast members kind of starts making out with her and he's like you don't want to do it on the bed over there and she's like not with everyone looking and Eventually, he starts, like, holding her down and kills her and then opens up her stomach. And mm-hmm. I would say for the time, though, I could definitely see, you know, how the camera getting turned around like that, like, breaking the fourth wall and having that happen back then. That probably came out of nowhere and freaked some people out. And it caused mm-hmm. a really – just the name caused, like, a big outcry. And there was, like, people picketing the movie and stuff. That's crazy. I've never seen the full thing, though. And th- what I have seen of it – they showed the whole snuff scene at the end, and that was in that uh, snuff, a documentary on killing, which I actually recommend. Have did you see it or no? I didn't get around to the documentary. Yeah, it's 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 entertaining because it's broken into segments. First, it's talking about Hollywood and snuff films. It's talking about then it breaks it into real snuff, and then it breaks it into war, like the war kind of how there was a lot of stuff caught on tape in the war kind of got into the morality of you know what what you see from war yeah and uh, another one that's good is uh i mean i wouldn't necessarily say it's the best um it's got a lot of like high talk on but the oster montag um, oh you watched it yeah i watched the a lot of bit of it and be honest it was in, there's parts that didn't really draw my attention um <laughs> got you know it has it has its perks for sure yeah, I, I've heard it has some really fucked up parts in it, though. Yeah, the acting remember. and the effects are very poor, um, oh, okay. even for the 90s. Yeah, 1991, though, I mean, this this wasn't a big genre like it is now. No. There's not a whole lot of yeah. stuff. Other I can see that. Man Bites Dog. Well, yeah, know. to get into that, that was great. Yeah. Um, that's just awesome. Um, yeah. And that was one of those ones that, like, is it snuff, is it not... Um, because more like a documentary. Yeah, like Long Pigs. It kind of was like... Yeah, it was very similar to that. Yeah. I think Long Pigs took a lot from Man Bites Dog, but it's just yeah. about a documentary crew following another serial killer. Um, but this one is kind of more like Henry. If Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer, was a lovable, good-looking guy, I guess. And uh, he's he's really funny and fun to watch do his thing but then he starts kind of going over the top you know when he kills a child and when he eventually starts raping and then eventually the the film crew starts getting involved uh with the actual raping and killing and you start to wonder you know we were following the film filmmakers around and now we kind of watch them become monsters themselves like are they trying to Say like, was he using them as pawns the whole time? That's a good one. I, lo- I love that movie. It's probably the best movie that we're going to mention all night, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, and it's on the Criterion for good reason. Yeah, it had a really good transfer and stuff. So the Cohasset uh, snuff film, high school senior, uh, murders three classmates. Um, all the murders were uh, videotaped and uploaded to the internet, uh, and then basically get BT or uh, get torn it out in all these sites. I don't know. It's it seems really interesting. It's definitely one of those ones that almost feels like um, Meg is missing in that whole kind of the way that the found footage shots are, and it's almost appealing to like a mid-teen audience. And 
I started it and we I just had so much to watch and I was watching it and I was like, oh, I feel like I just watched something just like this, so I changed yeah. it. But no, it's not the best out of the show genre, but I mean, like, if you were trying to get into completeness to watching all these films, it's, it's definitely one to get into and watch. Yeah, I might finish. It's it better than Megan is Missing, and I feel, but like, except for the last bit of Megan is Missing, which is kind of like I feel like a whole different film than the whole film itself. So, The Butcher, the Korean film from 2007, did you ever get to see that? Uh, no, but it seems really cool. Uh, it was once I, I tried to start getting into, but my fucking subtitles was shit. So I, I could... they're trying to do something interesting with the snuff, uh, genre by putting GoPros on the killer and the victim's heads. And that's basically all you're getting the whole movie. It just, it gets pretty gory for 2007 though. There was, there wasn't a whole lot. I mean, everything was kind of going off that hostile hype. Mm-hmm. so it has sort of has this like hostile vibe for a cover but when you actually watch the movie it's straight up you know your pseudo snuff mm-hmm. it's really brutal yeah another one that fred vogel um had part with with uh rebecca swan uh with mask head um basically this modeling agency scout is uh talented to make uh like a soft core um fetish porn um and then kind of just goes into instead they end up getting put into these snuff films and so they're kind of one of those misleading you know you think it's this and ends up being this and um it's it, that one's a weird one because it's it, it's fucking weird and bizarre and it's kind of shot almost like a porn but then it's not a porn because it turns into a snuff form like snuff film um i liked it i liked it it's definitely not the best out of like fred vogels and there's mixed reviews on it but uh, I thought it was interesting in the approach. I still haven't seen Scrapbook. You said that was pretty good, right? No, it's good. From 2000, directed by Eric Stans. Scanzi? Yeah, it's something that almost seems like in August, but not as brutal. Not as brutal as August Underground? No. No, but it's it's definitely um, has its elements. It looks pretty like uncomfortable, though. Yeah, I would say more uncomfortable than like gory. Um, you just feel like this, yeah, it's just more of this girl getting tortured. So you were talking about something like doll fucking movie. Yeah. I don't even know if it was ever really released. I just kind of found it on, um, effed up films, our movies. Uh, and I don't know if, yeah, I don't think it ever was put together. I think it was just kind of like this thing he made, but he's fucked up. I think, yeah, it's just a fanboy of Luca Magnota. Mm hmm. Sweet. And uh, Be My Cat was something that you were talking about. Yeah, I like that one a lot. It was just kind of this guy that he's really getting obsessed with this film that he's making. Um, but the whole time he's kind of narrating and talking to the camera. And, and he's kind of like, it's like he's talking to potential people to work for him. And he's like, if you work for me, I will make you, you know, I will do all these things. I will make you amazing actress. I will, I will do all this. And I, I am amazing director. I, I am amazing actor. I'm becoming, and then he just does this whole thing and, uh, forever. And, and you kind of get really into the character, um, with the way he betrays that. And then, but he, he's trying to be like, uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have this girl to come in and how's the actors come in. But and he's like, I'm not, um, I'm not a director. I, I'm, I'm just being this. Like, I'm, I'm not the part. I'm just acting a part. You know, like, and he goes and like, I'm just being the person. And um, and then he ends up murdering him anyways. And he's just like, like maybe I am turning into this killer. Maybe I'm. Uh, it's it's interesting. It's kind of if you want to get to us like the psyche of somebody that maybe gets too into their craft and like turns into their craft, it's a good one. One that I definitely want to bring up that more people need to see was Making Off. Which I didn't know had an AKA, but it's also known as Devil's Weekend. Yeah, I saw that and I didn't know I said about that. I was like, what the hell? Yeah, I heard about this one on Bind Torture Cast podcast a bunch of years ago. So I, I went to check it out. I had to buy a bootleg of it at a horror convention. That was the only way I could find it. And Well, maybe because you were looking at the wrong title. <laughs> yeah, I should have looked up Devil's Weekend. But no, not a lot of people other than Bind Torture Cast were talking about this movie. I haven't even heard that many people in extreme movie groups or anything bring it up and i think it's something that's pretty hardcore stuff there's yeah a lot humps of nastiness all, yeah he just fucking humps all these body parts it's yeah weird. i mean it's basically about a guy who's making a low budget uh horror film with his friends and no budget and it's just everything's going wrong and it's just a terrible film so far of what he's filming so he realizes the only way to make 
the film into something is to start killing people for real. So mm-hmm. he ends up take, killing all his friends and he gets really sexual with all the body parts and stuff because he's uh, trying to make the film as gross as possible. So he's doing everything on screen he can do. But it's it's a comedy the whole time. So there's not a lot of these are comedies and it's that that one's got a really dark sense of humor. Yeah, kind of like what we watched in the prior episode. <laughs> yeah. I love snuff. Yeah. Yeah, it, it has that kind of, you know, feeling to it, but this I would say making off is is a Boy, lot better, better yeah. lot better made film. The gore, oh, 100%. The gore and making off. And no there's, shit. There's a lot of gore and it looks really real. And mm. I thought that was one of the coolest things about the movie. And it's found footage the whole time. So you got that found footage, you know, cameraman talking the whole time feel to it. If yeah, you're down with sure. That. Uh, my favorite on this list after Man Bites Dog, and I would probably say Making Off is my third favorite yeah that's good but uh um, glad you showed me that one yeah atroce people have compared it to august underground but in mexico but i'd say it's a or lot serbian film even yeah yeah i mean maybe comparing to serbian film just because of how extreme it is and came out around the same time but this movie's crazy because it starts out uh cinematically with a couple two brothers getting in a car crash and when you when they get taken into the police station uh they find out that these two brothers that got in the car crash are actually serial killers and they have tapes of all their kills so that's the story that's framing it but you basically have these police watching the tapes of these two brothers and it gets really sick and twisted the stuff that they do i mean the first person they kill is a transgender sex worker and they like dig out her fake boobs and like you know lighter hair on fire and stuff and all the effects are really well done and they use clever editing to make it look like it's all in one shot but some of the gore is really really well done and unexpected and they move they move on to even more fucked up stuff because his dad traumatized him uh one of the brothers dad traumatized him and or they're not really even brothers they're they're friends but one of the friends was I don't want to say it, but he was butt raped by his dad with a dildo and it really messed him up. And he's blaming his dad for turning into this psycho killer. And you eventually see the tape that the dad took of all this abuse. And then you see when he gets his revenge back and it's, that's one of the most graphic things I've seen when he gets revenge on his parents uh, as a teenager pretty nasty stuff i'm not going to spoil anything but it's it's up there with you know serbian film or whatever when it comes yeah, to gore for sure um so another one that came out that year but definitely not as extreme um uh house of a Th- uh, hundred eyes that one was crazy it made me feel very uncomfortable especially for being like a rated r like not you know that extreme for a film i i thought it was crazy especially as, like when he was talking with a 17 year old girl and just like and like, what do you like to do in the bed? And just like, it just makes you feel very uncomfortable. And it's another one of those things. Like, so he basically sets up a whole cam, all these cameras in his house, and prepares for um, the scenario of um, uh, so the, these two girls, and they're going to murder both the girl or three people. Sorry, three people. Um, and then they're all supposed to be filmed in these different rooms. Yeah, I like that movie. I don't remember remember it too well to to talk about it a lot, but. I do remember it was kind of funny at times and it yeah. just it did have like a mainstream vibe to it at the same time it, it goes but for being far. a mainstream movie yeah, the, yeah it's more the content and some of the stuff that they get into you're like whoa they're kind of going there without showing it you know yeah. kind of attitude it's cool when a movie with snuff comes into the mainstream like eight millimeter yeah yeah which uh, we're gonna get into yeah uh so yeah now we're gonna talk about movies that just have snuff in the plot, don't, not really trying to be actual snuff films. Some of the ones above we talked about probably could fit in this category too, but we felt those ones were a little bit more found footage geared. So these are more just movies with snuff in them. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah. Um, so one, uh, um, I just decided to bring this one up because it's it's borderline into the snuff thing because, um, uh, but Island of Death, 1976 
Um, it's part of the video nasty. It's one of the, I think the weirdest ones out of the video nasty and some of the stuff they get into. Um, cause there's these people that are going to, you know, Greek islands and they're kind of filming their, uh, vacation and, um, but decide to kind of go in this like killing spree while they're there for vengeance of whatever the fuck in their head. Um, but then, you know, there's just like this random things that the guy decides to do. Like it starts out in like where things are fine. And then one of the first things you see that kind of disturb you is he takes this lamb out, this cute little lamb, and then, you know, performs uh, bestiality with it. And that's how kind of like the first introduction to like the fucked upness in this film. And then it just goes from, you know, sh- from even crazier from and some of the stuff and from there um, to the point where he's like burning these, you know, girls where she's like shooting her with heroin and then melting her with uh, hairspray and um, fucking all the stuff. I tried watching this and I didn't really get that far because I, I just think I wasn't in the mood, but now I really want to see it. It's crazy. No, it's one It's one of the weirdest, like I said, the weirdest video nasties of them all. It's- Another one that's great to talk about is Henry Portrait of a Serial mm-hmm. Killer because the snuff scene in that movie is, it reminds me a lot of the August Underground Penance when they do that home invasion in mm-hmm. the for Christmas or whatever just feels really realistic and makes you wonder what it, what it would feel like if somebody broke into your house and filmed you get killed on tape. Actually watching penance made me wonder that it's like those certain films that are like not quite Christmas movies, you know, like die hard, you know, yeah. we can start putting penance as like a not quite Christmas movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it really, it really fits. Cause it's, it's got some Christmas in it. <laughs> <laughs> It'll ruin your Christmas. But. <laughs> Megan is missing pretty good from 2011. It's when these two girls are filming their everyday conversations on their web chat. And eventually one of them goes missing, Megan, basically waiting for the end. The guy gets a uh, hold of one of their cameras and films the rest of the movie. And that's what happens to Megan. And then eventually what happens to the other girl. And it's pretty disturbing at the end i would say especially for people that don't usually watch extreme films yeah but it doesn't i mean doesn't it's not really that disturbing anymore when yeah. it came out though i th- I thought it was a lot more disturbing than it ruined a lot of tiktokers minds it's it was made 10 years ago so it's not as doesn't have the same impact anymore but no yeah have you seen hate crime yeah yeah what do you think of that one i always wanted to see it no, it's good. Uh, it's it kind of makes you uncomfortable. That like it's a kind of a home invasion, but they're recording. You know, because it kind of has like different elements of each. So I, I liked it. I liked you know the kind of like push on it and the extremity that they are pushing this family into doing. Kind of, I don't know. It, it reminded me a bit, like I said, like a funny games, but a lot more intense and not so like trying to play the nice guy or it's misleading. Like you know exactly what their intentions are when they're in there. It's to push hate, and that's their agenda because they're nazis yeah uh did you want to talk about seed yeah no seed is definitely one of those ones it's 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 one of those ones that almost has like all but not with the snuff um but why it's no one of those notorious ones is the the animal cruelty in the beginning and a lot of people once they see it they're like i'm done and they they turn it off and they they never want to even like think about this movie um but well if you once you get past all you know that it's um, basically the, the only the snuff parts of it is the him filming the decaying parts of the body. And a lot of it, I think, is actually real. So they actually use like real decayed footage, um, but they make it seem like it was him like, you, decaying the body, you know, stuff like that. So that's why I think it's kind of interesting and in how they uh, did that. Yeah, I tried to watch it a couple times and I was just got bored with it and I was like, ah, I'm not paying attention, so I just turned it off. Yeah, the plot times. line is pretty boring, um, but the some of the yeah, the stuff is interesting. Um, but and also, I don't think that law is in any way. I mean, obviously not real, and so that kind of took away from it. So like, if if you get certain uh, like 15 minutes of three tries of certain voltage, and you you survive, you're automatically set free. <laughs> I'm like bullshit. That's yeah. why lethal injection's better. <laughs> you want to say lethal injection is better <laughs> because of super junkies oh. um because that's probably why that wouldn't work out because yeah. then you'd have a bunch of super junkies that'd be like yeah go ahead give me give me all the lethal injection you can and then they'll that's co- nothing <laughs> they'll come back the next day for another hit yeah right yeah. <laughs> so on to creep and creep too those movies are really good they're creepy yeah they're they're creepy and awkward and make you feel weird the second one had a 
a lot more story to it. And the first one was really simple though. Just two guys and a camera and one of them's videoing the other one as he's about to die. So it's supposed to be like a, he has how much time to live, like a year to live. And he wanted to make a video for his, his son who's soon finds out this guy's lying about everything and trying to kill him. And I don't want to say how the first one ends, but it leads really well into the second one. And they're both really entertaining. Yeah, no, they're good. And then uh, the video violence movies, which are these shot on video. Yeah, they're funny. Yeah, they're cool. It's just about a couple that move into a new town and open a video store. And all the locals only want to rent these these snuff movies that, that... they find out are actually real so it's really cool has a pretty cool original story and lots of gore uh another one that's really famous that's on our list these are all kind of just in a scattered order but eight millimeter 1999 joel schumacher movie has nicholas cage in it and just about him being hired by an old woman whose husband just died and They go into a safe and they find this snuff tape and the rich wealthy man's wife wants to know what happened to the girl in the snuff tape and make sure that this is not real. Yeah, I remember watching this when I was younger and just like felt like so dirty and like when they're in, especially in the dungeon and the guy's like wearing the outfit as he's (laughs) trying to find these tapes. I'm like, you know, it's felt very uncomfortable. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's really interesting movie because it's almost feels like it's trying to do the film noir detective thing because mm-hmm. he's a private investigator and he's unraveling this mystery but he's going into like the seediest places in town my favorite place was when he goes like to that underground porn sale place yeah so i was talking about and he's like wearing that guy's wearing the bondage outfit i feel like you would buy something down there oh fuck yeah i like would probably buy a few things yeah. <laughs> you'd buy a whole box <laughs> Uh, or how much, how much for everything <laughs> just cut to that place and you have your own little booth there uh, another don't make, one don't make me out to be like that <laughs> I'm, not bad, I'm not that bad yeah another one that's really good that's another thriller about snuff and finding snuff and that's uh tesis which actually means thesis from 1996 it's a spanish movie about a college student who finds a snuff tape and one of her friends dies in the snuff tape and she gets help from this horror fan that is, she has a feeling was, would know something about like the dark underbelly of cinema and he kind of leads her into some trouble, I guess you could say, but the snuff scene in it, it's pretty brutal. So I really like that movie. Uh, Sinister from 2012, which shouldn't be on our show at all because we cover extreme movies, but I actually thought the little snuff clips that were in Sinister were pretty brutal, especially the lawnmower scene where he lawnmowers over whole families' heads. That was pretty good. Yeah, and this is the funny is like when there are those like certain mainstream films that kind of just end up having those little bits and elements of extreme cinema, and you're like, huh, all right. That was an interesting five seconds, but the rest of the film sucks. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, I kind of like Sinister, but I could see why people wouldn't like it because it's pretty generic ghost movie but uh snuff a documentary killing on camera from 2008 which is something that i really really loved when it came out and i rewatched it this week and it still really holds up even after seeing it one time all the information on it is pretty interesting and all the people talking are funny at times and it's kind of scary when they start talking about some pretty real shit has a cool message behind it too they they go a lot of places with it and breaks up snuff into d- different categories like snuff in cinema and snuff in real life and snuff in the war and it's a good documentary and it even goes into uh, at the end it goes into someone's real life story with mm-hmm. a snuff film which is pretty creepy so if you want to go into one of my favorite films on this list um uh, and just has a film elements of snuff is a video drum uh, 1983, David Cronenberg. He's one of my favorite directors of all time. And this is particularly one of my favorites too, um, just with everything in the performance. And and in this, he's basically comes across snuff film and is trying to find who's in this and who's making this and who's the actress. Um, 
and then it ends up getting in this bizarre world and almost becomes this this snuff tape because he's like uh, this, uh, i don't want to give him too much away but the special effects and everything is amazing if you have not seen that movie that is an absolute must the snuff torture scenes or whatever were pretty disturbing for their time yeah 100 percent, they were it was crazy that cronenberg was putting something out to the mainstream i would say videodrome was put out to the mainstream but yeah no it definitely was but um it's great but it's pretty sleazy yeah and he just becomes everything like you know his gun and his hand just kind of becoming that yeah and biomechanical yeah shit and going on everything coming out of the tv and then yeah. shooting them yeah everything oh that movie's great yeah that would probably be one of the better movies of our list too mm-hmm. sweet so that was that was just a list of stuff that we've seen and that we like and so now we're going to get into our interview with brandon terry i hope you enjoy be right back all right everybody we're here with brandon terry of morbid horror podcast and creator of the new film deviant hey guys how's it going which is uh going to be episode seven and you're our second guest so thank you so much for joining us awesome thank you so much for doing this i, I really appreciate it i have fun doing stuff so we're going to do a little bit of a kind of just ask a few questions like interview style, I guess, but then we'll go into the, our topic of the pseudo snuff movies, which our listeners should probably know that you just made one yourself, right? Yeah. Uh, it's a 20 minute short film. So What's not, it? not a full length feature, but um, yeah, a short film. And it's called deviant and you Correct. let us, you let us watch it. You gave us a link and it was pretty cool cool special thanks for effects. checking it out yeah like special effects in the august underground style i mean i liked it a lot because of the skateboarding because i'm a skateboarder too so oh awesome uh, yeah okay yeah you're pretty you're pretty good at skateboarding so that's awesome yeah thank you i, like, I appreciate it i like the breakup of that for sure um the whole it's kind of going in between of the skate is it this and then you know it's cool yeah yeah, yeah just kind of like i guess it would kind of follow of uh like the typical route of like if you were to find random camera, it's not going to be just all crazy clips. There'd be some randomness thrown in there too. And yeah, I just figured, I mean, that's not really, that's just me in real life, just bullshitting with my friend too. It's not like we're, you, you talk know, about the skating? Shoot you talk about the skating part or the snuff part? I'm not sure. Oh, <laughs> this is the skateboarding, but uh, yeah. <laughs> so what made you want to make Deviant and what was the message you were trying to get across or was it just, a series of just violent scenes well i didn't really think or have any plans even as of like the last few recent years to really shoot anything but um i've stumbled across a lot of cool people um and people are not my friends and a lot of the underground communities online and whatnot just seeing uh, people i know make these films and kind of seeing um a little bit how it's done and i feel like or i felt like i had um you know, some resources at my hands. So I just figured why not take advantage of the of the situation and, um, and do something with it. But yeah, I don't, there wasn't necessarily like a, I guess like a message to, uh, that I was trying to necessarily get across with it. I just kind of, uh, I really like, um, I mean, I, I am a big fan of many subgenres of horror and I don't just watch like extreme horror or anything like that, but I am a big fan of it. And, um, especially a lot of suede snuff stuff like you mentioned the august underground trilogy so that's uh yeah but yeah nothing not really a message i was trying to necessarily get across but but it's also cool yeah. not to have a message like a lot of the films that we're going to be talking about are just straight up you know kind of what you did just murder mixed with like home video footage so are you um are you going to kind of stick with short films for a while or is this kind of just a one-time are you already having things in the process um i'm probably going to um do like a few more short type of films i don't have any plans to like uh do something full length per se i just kind of want to get more experience and just learn more before i'd uh, do something longer but yeah I'd, there are things i that i do plan on um shooting and that i would like to shoot that um would be um if i get around to jumping on jumping on stuff would would be short films so yeah nothing in the near future of uh, anything you know full length or anything like that oh yeah it's a hell of a lot cheaper and easier to get out there yeah yeah for sure yeah so i just wanted to know like are you gonna have skateboarding as a theme in, in a lot of your films or are you gonna 
Is that just kind of for this one? It's probably going to be in most of everything. Um, a lot like me and all my friends, just since we were young teenagers, uh, like what we do is we just, you know, hang out and we skateboard. So I love skateboarding very much. And, um, you know, you can always incorporate it in some slight way. I would like to do even something that's maybe like more focused on skateboarding itself and uh, just shoot some stuff with my friends and have some fun with that. But, but yeah, definitely um, we'll see more skateboarding and future stuff for sure. Good shit. So is there anything else that you incorporate with like horn skating? With skateboarding, it's, I mean, they're both pretty much just hobbies. Uh, skateboarding is just something I do for fun. And along with horror, it's not like, uh, like my main career or anything doesn't involve um, either of those things. Oh. But um, I've just, ever since I was uh, a little kid, since I can remember, I've always loved Halloween and horror and I've loved skateboarding for forever. So just mostly just two uh, really big, two of my, two of my biggest hobbies, I'd say for sure. Same here. It was always like finding that balance between horror and skateboarding growing up. Cause you know, when you're an actual skateboarder, it's like all you think about everything you see in, in the real world is like, you're wondering how to skate it or, or you're always looking yeah, for yeah. skate parks and watching skate video parts. But then, you know, I go straight from that to like horror films and back and forth for so many years of my life. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I unfortunately scattered, uh, shattered my hip skateboarding, so I'm scared of boards. You're never going to see me. Dropped into oh, cement half. Yeah, I dropped it into cement half pipe and shattered my hip in five places. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's uh, there's this contest um, up at a local park that I was skateboarding. This is probably like two or three years ago. And um, there's this guy who came up there. I guess, funny enough, his like claim to fame was he was a touring guitarist for the 90s alternative band Candlebox. I could kind of tell that he was kind of getting in over his head on a couple of things. You can just kind of tell by, you know, someone's posture, comfortability on the board, et cetera. And um, he rolled into the deep section of the bowl and broke the <laughs> fuck out of his leg. He had like bones sticking out in like three spots. Like people were throwing up. It was a fucking mess. <laughs> That's always fun. Yeah. I had nothing exposed, but it was, mine was mostly internal. It was just right. Yeah. The, the, like the tip of the um, femur essentially. That's a hard ass bone to break. Yeah, that's that's like car accident. Yeah, character. the doctor had like a the look of like, what the fuck did you do to yourself? Look, and I was like, yeah, he looks scared for me. I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> well, I only skated stairs and rails, like if I could, because that was the only stuff I like doing was gaps and fret and grinds. Yeah, and street skating I stuff. Never broke a bone. So, I could, knock on wood, man. Yeah, you never know. That was the only bone I ever. I should probably quit skating. <laughs> but uh, it's hard to how, how old are you by the way i'm 24 okay so i'm 10 years older than you body types are probably a little oh, different <laughs> <laughs> but like the skateboarding it like takes a huge toll on your body um especially if you don't stretch or whatever before and like by the time i was in my 30s i was like just slow now it wears you out a lot of impact yeah I got some uh, some friends that I skate with <clears throat> that are uh, in their early 30s and 30, and they'll uh, they'll talk about that as well. How like some days after a long day of work, they're just like, "Fuck it, I can't skate. I can't do it anymore." <laughs> yeah, you just it, you can develop like arthritis from like the constant motion mm-hmm. of twisting and falling and all this stuff. Like you yeah, do so yeah. many unnatural motions, like when you're on you your lose board. your shock intake. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, enough about skateboarding for now because <laughs> I could talk about that for a whole podcast. Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So you worked with James Bell on the on the movie. Uh, did he was he on set or did you like get just buy props from him or? Uh, James is a buddy of mine. I met him uh, a couple years ago. Um, he was on set, and he also um all the props in that movie are, are his props. And awesome. Um, awesome. there's a scene with him in the end. And uh, yeah, he, that was um, just me and him uh, on set. But Oh, I didn't even know that. Oh, was him. Know. oh yeah. Yeah, that's James. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what he was observant. Like, so. Yeah, a lot of the other stuff, um, I mostly just uh, bought the props from him and then kind of uh, myself kind of learned. And he would tell me how to properly used them and whatnot and it was mostly just me and some of my friends shooting stuff but uh 
But yeah, yeah, he's in it in the, in the latest movie, Evaporation. was Because um, when I first met him, he was finishing up with The Bleak, which was his film prior to that. So, so yeah, <clears throat> being uh, and helping out with Evaporation is really cool, kind of seeing uh, behind the scenes and how a lot of stuff is pulled off. And it's just really fun doing, you know, just shooting with friends and having fun. Is there any, what, what do you think the top movie in this subgenre of horror is, the pseudo snuff film? What's your go-to? And we'll also be talking about movies that just have snuff plots in them because <clears throat> Wiley goes out. But, you know, we're most most of it, you know, first off, talking about, like, the pseudo-snuff, like August Underground or Guinea Pig. Yeah, well, I definitely think, um, like, I mean, if you're talking about Top Dog, I think uh, with the August Underground trilogy, I, I don't think you can really make it better than that. But, um, I mean, like, Guinea Pig, Flowers, Flesh and Blood snuff on it too is really cool i mean the thing is with a lot of it too is i don't even i can watch um like really cheap and a little crappy done uh snuff it doesn't have to like look super realistic you know i can throw on um i guess this isn't like a slight by saying that and i and i enjoy watching them but like i can throw on like al gore's snuff tape anthology and have a really fun time watching it What's the point? Um, they're supposed to look bad because they're supposed to look like they're home video made and shitty quality. Yeah. So. Wait, who's what snuff trilogy? It's called uh, Al Gore uh, snuff tape anthology. I think it's the. I could be wrong, but I think it's Al Gore, the like the also, vice president. Like, <laughs> did um necrophile passion? I think is the same guy. Oh, okay. But the one thing, I guess, the one thing. Um, that I wouldn't do, and that I think, and this isn't directed at like Al Gore's Snuff Tape Anthology or anything. This just goes with a lot of stuff. But like, I do think it's cheesy, and not, I don't know if I want to say cheesy, but kind of funny sometimes seeing people just have like a doll in front of them, and they just like rip the arms off the doll and, <laughs> and piss on it and shit. I think that's I think that's kind of obnoxious. Um, I think obviously a big one. And this is another movie that kind of doesn't really have, even though it is supposed to be a sweet of snuff he doesn't really have that style but um it's uh guinea pig flowers of flesh and blood that was um that was definitely inspirational that was like another one of those movies that when i first started dabbling into um like more of the extreme horror that was one of the first ones that i got around to so that's uh definitely my favorite guinea pig for sure episode title pseudo snuff but i mean snuff is such a loose term like we're not going by the definition of like you know, murder on film, you know, being sold on the black market kind of thing. Yeah. That's kind of like the way I personally kind of define it is like people tend to get all technical and say, Oh, technically it's not made like the, they'll talk about like the Magnata tape and they'll be like, no, oh, it's technically not snuff film because it wasn't made for profit mode. Um, like in my, the way I see snuff just personally and probably how most other people see it as well is just, um, like videotaping murder and it, it, it just even for like entertainment purposes doesn't not necessarily even like profit motive. Yeah. Cause that could be your gain. Your gain is just publicity and just right, being yeah. known as being that sick fuck that, you know, actually made out of snuff tape or actually put it out or, you know, just that hall of that fame of, of it is enough. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I would definitely call uh one lunatic, one ice pick. Yeah, exactly. Film for sure. Yeah. I same here. I mean, no. especially since Luca Magnota tries to like still get famous from it, you know? Yeah. Going back to that doll fucking movie there, there's a scene where he's like jerking off to uh, one guy, one ice pick one and then goes back to pick. fucking it all. And then acts like he's like murdering the doll. Was... Yeah. You said that that movie seems like it was made by like a fanboy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It like seems like Luca they, Magnota yeah, they basically fanboy. just watched that and then became fanboys and decided to make their own like thing. Cause the whole thing is there's no audio. There's a, um, date down the bottom yeah i've never even heard of that until now doll f- fucking movie from 2017 i mean that's basically what they call it it's just <laughs> do you I recommend think that's like the proper title for it doll fucking movie yeah do you recommend yeah. this to everybody not necessarily i mean if you want to see guy <laughs> on come and putting uh putting his dick out in public a lot i mean he like uh, walk around the park with his dick out he's in the bus with his dick out he's driving with his dick out yeah just like to have his dick out. Sounds like one I could pass on. Sounds like a lot of. I mean, it's, I like it, but. <laughs> <laughs> like, and also, I have a question. Uh, uh, have you, has your family seen this film or any significant other or? Oh, like what are they are you think talking about? about this? Deviant? No. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Um, it's um my. 
like per my uh my family hasn't seen it. I mean I, it's nothing really that my family would be like uh I don't think my family would be upset by it. My family knows the kind of stuff I'm into and they also know that I'm not like a some crazy person. Right. And you're um, doing it for artistic vision. Yeah, yeah. It's um I don't know, I can see how like uh I mean, I, I, there's people I know in my personal life that I wouldn't show it to. You know, I wouldn't show it to everybody. So I'm not like uh, hiding it either. Like I said, the you know people around me, they know that. Yeah, they're supportive. They know I like horror and have my entire life. And uh, even if they think it's a little weird, they they understand. So yeah, I've definitely become that kind of. I was like, oh, that's Christian. Like I was like, yeah, I'm like a walking HR problem. <laughs> <laughs> there's a movie i wanted to mention earlier about kind of inspiration with deviant that i forgot to mention and um i don't know if you are familiar with it it's a movie called agony it's called uh, a-g-o-n-i from uh ryan logston i've never heard of it he's also uh like funny enough it's kind of like an homage to uh he's a huge fan of the first two august or the first or august underground one and three and uh he made this movie called agony and it's not this um really it's a sweet enough film it's not like really necessarily gory but um he was able to come up with a lot of um kind of nasty and extreme shit without having to uh resort to gore and um there's a really really cool scene in that movie that basically is why deviant exists is i kind of was since i saw that movie i had an idea that was like way different than the idea it's not like uh wasn't like copying an idea but an idea that was heavily inspired inspired from uh, Ryan Loxon's agony that um, ended up becoming deviant. But that one's a little um, trickier to find. I don't think it's currently in print. I first found out about it. Um, they did a, I think it was on Vimeo, uh, some screenings for like a weekend for uh, Jesse Seitz and Marcus Cook's documentary beyond horror. And um, Ryan was talking a little bit and then I heard of agony about that. And um Somebody, I asked around and somebody had a copy they were willing to sell, but it's a little tricky to find. But I think uh, there's a lot of a lot of cool stuff in that movie, and uh, the fact that he was able to uh, pull it off with, um, you know, not really much of a budget, and you know, without the gore, and still have really effective cringeworthy scenes is really cool. Another movie that I saw fairly recently here, it's an older shot on video movie, and uh, Savrosa put it out recently. It's a movie by uh, Doug Ulrich called uh, Snuff Kill. It also has the name of Screen Kill, if you're familiar with it. Yeah, I, I watched a bit of that. I didn't get, I didn't get through the whole thing, but it, it seems really cool. I've never heard of it. I dug the fuck out of it. It was really cool, actually. But, I mean, I love a lot of shot-on video and stuff. And it is, um, you know, goofy. And it's kind of slightly what you'd expect. But I was kind of shocked by the amount of effects they used. And I thought it was it's definitely one that's worth checking out. What's it called again? Snuff Kill. That's like the the new release you can get right now. It's called Snuff Kill. But I think in '97 when it was released, I think it was originally titled Screen Kill. Well, speaking of shot on video movies, have you ever seen the video violence movies? I have. Yes, I've seen yeah. both video violences. And those movies. First I mean, one I like a lot more, but they're good. Yeah, because the second one's like kind of like a game show thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, the first one, it's it's kind of creepy, even though it's like a funny shot on video kind of horror movie really low budget uh it's kind of kind of gets morbid you know because these this couple moves into this mountain town and they open up a video store but everyone in the town just wants to watch snuff tapes so that's what they're renting out there and it's it's hilarious there's a lot of good kills and stuff pretty gory splatter shot on video stuff can be a little tricky to find nowadays i noticed um I, I mean i think the most accessible i think maybe the only dvd release of video violence is the camp motion pictures release which is out of print now and i noticed it's never really available dang i should not have sold that so long ago i probably got nothing for it when i sold it back in the day <laughs> oh, original it's VHS probably so worth so much now yeah. no i have i have the dvd oh uh, probably it make some money yeah um i feel like that wouldn't be something that would be worth more to have it on VHS because it kind of seems yeah it would look cool on VHS for sure <laughs> shot on video stuff looks great on VHS tape yeah yeah a lot of those camp motion releases are awesome too I have like almost all of them but I love Splatter uh, Farm not video bounce yeah I had to borrow that did they do Splatter Farm I feel like they, they did, did yeah yeah that was I love that movie That's yeah I mean you need to always pick that one up uh, I just never get around to it it's, but I'm like I should pick it up actually really you have to watch it 
Yeah, it's really creepy. That grandma. No, yeah. it looks right <laughs> up my alley. It looks totally up my alley. The scene in the bed where they have the covers fucking shooting up and down. That shit was so funny. Oh my god, dude. I did not yeah, think that's for that sure movie was going to be what it was. Yeah, I know it's something awesome. on my list. Yeah, yeah, I was expecting something like violent shit, but it ended up being like this really awkward. <laughs> I mean, it gets bloody, but it, it has nothing to do with our topic. We got to do a shot on video episode. I want to get you into talking about your podcast. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we, definitely. We had I had a weird format tonight. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't no worries. Um, I haven't been doing it as frequently. Um. I, I'm going to actually record an episode on Thursday night with a friend of mine. Um, I'd like to get some more interviews in soon. Um, yeah, it's not like I'm not done with it or anything like that. Um, just been busy doing other stuff and busy with work a lot lately. And it's one of those things that can be easy to put off unless you really. So who's been your like one that you've been most nervous on? Because it seems like a lot of you, like Nathan Rumbler is awesome. The Fred Vogel, uh, you, uh, you interview quite a bit of people. Um, who's been your most, um, that you're like most excited about interviewing? I think the, the main ones, I guess, when I think about it, I mean, cause like when you're, um, when there's like a, a filmmaker who has all these movies that you, you know, absolutely love and have watched for years, it, it can totally be nerve wracking. It's like, I mean, I'm sure you guys have been at conventions, you know, um, when you're at a convention and you're waiting in line to meet or get something signed or whatever, you kind of, <clears throat> are jittering a little bit, but, um, yeah, I would say, um, filmmakers like, uh, like Fred Vogel, Brian Paulin, uh, Eric Stanzi, just some of these guys that were, uh, you know, that are really, really big in the underground and, um, and it's kind of, uh, it's one of those things where you start off going into it kind of nervous. And then as it goes on, it kind of flows better. And, uh, you don't really get as nervous anymore, but, but yeah, I'd say probably, probably those guys for sure. Um, I mean, I uh, really enjoy talking to all of them, obviously, you know, people like Marcus cook, but yeah, it's really cool. Um, and, uh, I think, yeah, my first I'm trying to think, I think my first, oh no, my first interview was with James and then, um, my chat with Maggot was really cool. And, yeah, the uh, slasher victim 666. Yeah, that I haven't really heard or seen much about that guy recently. But, but yeah, my chat with Maggot was cool. And it's also one of those things where, like, chatting with people for these first times, it was kind of um, shitty because I'm trying to figure out how to, you know, I'm using this app that keeps crashing on me and I'm running into all these problems. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, fuck, I'm so sorry. And luckily, everybody. Um, I've never had any problems with anybody um, being a dickhead or anything like that. Everyone's been totally cool and understands it. So, is there anything you'd like to talk about that's important in your life that's going on, or anything you want to plug your movie? Deviant is the short film I just did, and that was released from Dead Vision Productions. Uh, Lucky Surdy, who is Dead Vision Productions, uh, super awesome company, super awesome guy. So make sure to check out his stuff. Um, and that was just a limited release of 50, but there are going to be not through dead vision, but there are going to be more copies printed out soon for people who maybe didn't get the, get the 50. So that should be sooner than later. I'd like to have that for cinema wasteland. So probably yeah, you really fast. yeah, it was really cool. I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I was actually, I was thinking about picking it up and then I was like, well, I guess fucking too late. All right. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. There's, um, there's a I might when all of a sudden done and the dust sells and everyone gets their order shipped and stuff I might be a couple that I got um well definitely hit that me I up. might be able to sell that might that like won't be numbered but uh but yeah and then there'll be another release so okay cool. it'll exist still thought about working with Nathan since you're so close with him or like I'm not close but close by in front um I mean if the opportunity came up I mean I wouldn't say no. Um, yeah, because I think he'd probably be down and he seems, you know, kind of similar and enough to something to kind of branch out with and easy to chat with, see if he has any projects he can guest on or whatever, or, you know, be an extra at least on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's 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 a really cool dude. He's, he's always, you know, I'm sure he'd be down to, to do something like that. But yeah, it would be cool even if, you know, to shoot something and 
the future or whatever and you know have a little cameo or whatever it be so mm-hmm. yeah because cameo seems really cool so then that's what the cool thing about being all niched in with uh, mm-hmm. the horror community it's it's really easy to just have a bunch of cameos to all these different people that are all within the same community yeah yeah did you uh, see uh amityville did you check out amityville vibrator oh of course yeah no i have all of this all of his shit i love all oh, of okay it. yeah fang boner all of it um good gay for praise funny as fuck yeah yeah, Amityville Vibrator, I think, is probably my my favorite of his. Yeah, um, yeah. So far, it's, it's not just I love the the crazy gore, but some of the dialogue was just so fucking funny. And no, for sure, he, he outdid himself with that one for sure. There's just like yeah. this, there's the sense of charm that um he really achieved with it. Yeah, Ian still hasn't sure. watched it. I've been telling him to watch it. I know you gotta watch I've it. It's like the sleaziest thing ever, and that's it. why I love it. It's so sleazy. It's so good. <clears throat> Just watch it. Yeah, it's uh, for sure must must try it. And he's he's printing out more of them, I think, because yeah, no, he, he sold out. Like he did six six hundred and sixty six, I think. Yeah, and those yeah, went yeah. Out, but he's doing more. Yeah, no, I, I lucked out and got the, the original. Hmm. Yeah, I actually um when he was printing out the first batch um I was there and I was able to obtain uh, copy number one of the Amityville Vibrator, oh, so cool. I have that uh, probably awesome. sitting in my collection. <laughs> Yeah, it's like that or copy 666 would be cool. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Won't be the first or the last, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what copy I have. Um, it was one of the last ones, I know, because I remember it sold out pretty shortly after getting it. Yeah, yeah, it didn't stick around too long. Uh-uh. And I lucked out because I just kind of came across it from looking up all the... Because I didn't realize how many Amityvilles were up out, out and about. And I was like, holy shit, how many of these fucking films are there? And I was like, what the it fuck? There's like a thousand, yeah. Amityville you know, vibrator shit. And I was like, that seems intriguing. And I looked, I was like, oh, cool. They have it for whatever. And then like next day, they're like, oh, it's gone. That's a good thing I catched it. All right. So that was our interview with Brandon Terry. Pretty yeah. cool kid. Yeah, I know. It was great to chat with him. I had the same interests growing up. Probably since I was first started all this horror shit, I think skateboarding came before horror. So and then snuff, I, yeah, then snuff. That's you know more recent. Yeah, so it's cool talking to another skateboarder and another horror fan. Always fun to talk to other horror fans. And if you want to talk to us, you can talk to us on our Facebook group. We have a Facebook group and a podcast page that you can like on Facebook. We have an Instagram other places too including spotify apple anchor if you want to hear the podcast uh we have some crazy episodes coming up we're gonna get into some pretty nasty real life self-mutilation and weird sex fetishes of japan yeah we got sam hell sam, hell, yeah. sam hell's doing that one with us I'm stoked for that one all right i hope you guys enjoyed the episode thanks for listening yeah thank you very much Instead of doing a paper, use a robot's death.